0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وصيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد Today, then, the chapter here, Asaleebul Qur'an fi da'wati ila ta'wheedil The methods, the different ways that the Qur'an utilizes in giving da'wah to al-uluhiyya, in calling to the worship of Allah, Subhanahu wa taala alone. What are the different ways, the different methods that are seen in the Quran in calling to the worship of Allah alone? لَمَّا كَانَ تَوْحِيدُ الرُّبُوبِيَّةِ قَدْ أَقَرَ بِهِ النَّاسُ بِمُوْجِبِ فَطْرِهِمْ وَنَظَرِهِمْ فِي الْكَوْنِ وَكَانَ الْإِقْرَارُ بِهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا يَكْفِي لِلْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ وَلَا يُنْجِي صَاحِبَهُ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ رَكَّزَتْ دَعْوَاتُ الرُّسُلْ عَلَى تَوْحِيدِ الْإِلَهِيَّةِ تَوْحِيدَ الرُّبُوبِيَّةِ Many of the people, they have acknowledged that and accepted that by what is necessitated in their natural, innate nature. In of themselves, people recognize their creator. They recognize their Lord, the one who gives life and death and controls everything. From the innate nature of people. And from their observation of creation. They all know of the Rububiyyah. Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, acknowledging Al rububiyyah alone is not sufficient in your Iman in Allah. Not sufficient and it will not save you from punishment. That's why the messengers they focus their da'wah upon Al in calling the people to the worship of Allah alone. In particular the final messenger, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu wa sallam... focused his da'wah. Upon al-uluhiyya, that the people must single out their worship to Allah alone. So he would seek from the people that they must accept this statement, utter it, and practice it, that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah. La ilaha illallah, This is what they call their people to. This is what the Prophet called the people to. To إله إلا الله لعبادة الله وترك عبادة ما سواه That statement which incorporates within it the worship of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, alone. And the abandonment of worshipping all others besides him. فَكَانُوا يَنْفُرُونَ مِنْهِ But the people, they fled from that. They were fleeing from that. And they would say, أَجَعَلَ Has he made all of our gods into one? All of these gods and he's saying just one worship Allah alone. That's something strange. They didn't want to accept that. So they fled from that. They tried. With the Prophet to get him to leave this da'wah and to leave them and allow them to carry on worshipping their other idols. And they tried every possible way, every possible way they could to try and convince the Messenger or to try and work it out so he would allow them. To carry on worshipping their idols, to try and justify their ways. They tried all of the different ways with the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sometimes with goodness encouraging or, or offering goodness to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa but sometimes with threats and, uh, 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 causing punishment upon him so sometimes with gentleness and with trying to justify themselves but sometimes with threats and harshness they tried all of the different ways to be able to carry on upon their worship and to not have to accept la ilaha illallah but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied and responded to their attempt and he said to them, Wallahi la wada ushemsabi yemini, walpamara bishimali, ala an atruka her the amr la atruku, hatta yahara hullahu o ahla kaduna o uhlikaduna. He said, By Allah, if they were to put the sun in my right hand, And the moon in my left hand. To leave calling to this da'wah. If they gave me the sun in my right. And the moon in my left. Upon the basis that I leave this da'wah. Then I would not do so. Until Allah makes it apparent. That Allah makes the da'wah flourish. And apparent and established. I will carry on. Never leave it. Or, I end up being destroyed or die due to it. I will carry on giving this da'wah until Allah makes it established and apparent. Or, I die in the path of giving this da'wah. وَكَانَتْ آيَاتُ اللَّهِ تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِ بالدعوة إِلَى هَذَا التَّوْحِيدِ وَالرَّدِّ عَلَى شُبُهَاتِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ وَإِقَامَةِ الْبَرَاهِينِ عَلَىٰ مَا هُمْ عَلَيْهِ And the evidences، the ayat, they used to come to him, they used to come upon him, the ayat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ayat which were da'wah to this tawheed, calling to this tawheed and refuting the doubts of the mushrikeen, the polytheist, and establishing the evidences upon the falsehood Of what those mushrikeen were upon Evidences upon evidences Ayat would descend upon the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa وقد تنوعت أساليب القرآن في الدعوة إلى توحيد الإلهية وها نحن نذكر جملة منها And the Qur'an has mentioned multiple different methods, different types and styles and methods are in the Qur'an in calling to the worship of Allah alone. So let's have a look at some of these different methods that are seen in the Qur'an in giving da'wah to the worship of Allah alone. Firstly, أَمْرُهُ سُبْحَانَهُ بِعِبَادَتِهِ وَتَرْكِ Ibadati مَا سِوَاهُ One clear method is that the Qur'an blatantly highlights the command to worship Allah and to abandon the worship of all others besides allah that is clearly mentioned in the quran throughout the command to worship allah alone and to abandon the worship of others besides allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Go forward have a look, go forward again, up there what's the title, after that go forward another couple of pages, another one what's the title here, here, here that's it we're there. So number one, أَمْرُهُ سُبْحَانَهُ بِعِبَادَتِهِ وَتَرْكِ عِبَادَةِ مَا سِوَاهُ So that Allah commanded us to worship him alone and abandon the worship of all others besides him. For example, وَعَبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and do not associate partners with him. Similarly, Ya أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ Ibudu رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبَلِكُمْ O you who believe, or rather, O oh, people, Ya أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ This is an address to all of the creation. اُعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ Worship your Rabb, worship your Lord, your creator, your provider, your sustainer, the one who gave you life. الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ The one who created you. وَالَّذِينَ And those who came before you. Until the end of that ayah. فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ So do not make partners alongside Allah. سبحانه وتعالى And you know. So that is one clear method in the Quran. That Allah commands us directly worship him alone abandon the worship of others besides him secondly from the methods of highlighting and informing us that we must worship allah alone is minha ikbaruhu subhanahu annahu al that Allah tells us in the Qur'an, He created us for the purpose of worshipping Him. That He created us for the purpose of worshipping Him. So Allah said in az 56, tul wal insa illa That I did not create the jinn of the humans except for them to worship me. And as the Salaf they used to say, لِيَعْبُدُونَ means لِيُوَحْهِدُونَ That I did not create the jinn of the humans except for them to worship me alone upon Tawheed. Thirdly, from the methods or from the angles that are mentioned in the Quran highlighting to us to worship Allah alone, is the fact that Allah told us He sent all of the messengers to give da'wah to worshipping Allah alone. All of the messengers were sent to give da'wah to this point. Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone And prohibiting the people From worshipping others besides Allah That we sent to every nation a messenger Preaching The messengers they preached Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone And abstain from the false deities Fourthly From the angles mentioned in the Qur'an Highlighting to us that we must worship Allah alone Al-istidlal ala tauhidil ilahiyya Bin firadihi bil rububiyya Wal-khalq wal-tadbir Highlighting that we must worship Allah alone, via highlighting the singleness and the uniqueness, the Tawheed of al-Rububiyyah, the Rububiyyah of Allah. Highlighting that if Allah is the Creator alone, He is the Provider alone, He is the Sustainer alone, He is the Al-Muhi Wal-Mumit, the one who gives life and death alone. Therefore, He is the one. Deserving of worship alone—that is a method used in the Quran. كَمَا فِي قَوْلِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عَبْدُ رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِكُمْ البقرة twenty one. O oh, you people, worship your Lord, the One who created you and created those who came before you. That is talking about the rububiyyah of Allah. He created you. He created those who came before you. So who should you be worshipping? Him. Allah, the one who created you and created those who came before you. He is your Rabb. Therefore, worship him. وقوله La tasjudu li shamsi wa la li kama. Wasjudu li lahi Do not, in uh, Fusilat 37, do not prostrate to the sun, nor to the moon, but prostrate to Allah, the one who created them. Do not prostrate to the sun nor to the moon. Prostrate to the one Allah who created them. The rububiyyah of Allah. He created all of this, so worship him, the one who created everything. Wa qawlihi in an-nahl 17 now afa man yakhluqu yakhluq Is the one who creates? the same as the one who does not create? Can they be the same? Of course the answer is no. The one who creates is the Almighty who is deserving of worship, not the one who does not create and cannot create. The fifth method, highlighting that we must worship Allah alone, Alistidlal على وجوب عبادته سبحانه Kamal Wantifa وانتفاء ذلك Alihatil The fact that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala highlights to us that He is single and unique with the perfect. Names and attributes. The attributes of perfection. Sifat kamal Attributes of perfection that these other so-called deities of the Mushrikeen do not have. So if they do not have these attributes of perfection but Allah does, then who is deserving of the worship? The one who has the attributes of perfection. Perfection and the ones who do not, then they are not deserving of worship. Kamafi kawita ala fa'abudhu was tabir libadatihi halta alamulahu sawi samiya. Worship him and be patient upon his worship. Do you know any equal in name to him? Is there anyone equal to Allah in his names, in his attributes, any resemblance? Nothing, no one. Therefore, no one has the right to be worshipped except Allah alone. Nobody else comparable to Allah in his beautiful and perfect names and beautiful and perfect attributes. Wa. قوله وَلِلَّهِ الأسماء الْحُسْنَى فدعوه بها فر indeed Allah has the most beautiful of names at the pinnacle of beauty so call upon Him with those names وقوله قوله عن خليله إبراهيم عليه السلام and what Allah mentioned regarding his Khalil, the most beloved Ibrahim alayhis when Ibrahim alayhis said to his father that he said وَلَا يُبْصِرُ وَلَا يُغْنِي عَنْكَ شَيْئًا Oh my father, why do you worship? What cannot hear you? And cannot see you? And cannot suffice you with anything from anything? Cannot give you nothing? Why do you worship something that cannot hear you, nor see you, nor give you anything? No rububiya in it. Why do you worship this, my father? In Fatir, ayah 14, that was in Maryam 42, and in Fatir 14, in la yasma'u That if you call upon them, they do not hear you calling upon them. You call upon them, they do not hear your call. They do not hear your supplication. So that is another method mentioned in the Quran, which is the method of highlighting the great and tremendous, perfect and beautiful, Names or attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlighting how these other so called deities do not have these attributes of perfection and therefore are not deserving of any worship. The sixth method highlighted within the Quran in calling us to the tawheed of Allah in worshipping Allah alone. The fact that Allah has highlighted to us the incapability of these other so called deities, that they are weak and they have no ability, no capability of doing anything. That Allah has declared and shown. How they are incapable of anything, so how can they be worshipped? How can they be deserving of worship? For example, in Surah Al-A'raf, one ninety <speaking> one, one ninety two. They worship what does not create, while they create. They do not ask for help <Hebrew> from Allah, nor Ayushrikuna In Araf one ninety one one ninety two allah says Do they associate partners with that which does not create anything, does not have the ability to create. And they themselves are created and they do not have the ability to aid anyone and neither can they even do anything for themselves. Are they the ones you are going to worship? They cannot create anything. They themselves are created and they cannot aid or help anyone. They cannot even help themselves. So Allah highlights the incapability of anything. Similarly, in Al-Isra 56, "Qulidu al-ladzina zamtum min dunihi, fa yamlikuna kashf al-zur ankum, wa la Say, "Call upon the ones whom you claim besides Allah." For indeed they do not control, they do not have the ability to remove any harm from you or to, to de- deviate that away or to send that away or change that away. They have no ability to remove any harm from you, to um, divert that away from you they have no ability to do any of that. So how are you worshipping them and why are you worshipping them? Incapable, they cannot do anything. They cannot remove the harm from you. Similarly, An-Nahl, 73. That they worship besides Allah, the one who does not control for them any rizq from the heavens or the earth, nothing at all, and they are not capable of it. That is who they worship, the one who cannot provide for them, cannot give them rizq from the heavens or the earth, can provide nothing for them. They worship Him, whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a razaq The one who provides and gives sustenance, the rizq to his creation. So you can see in these examples how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is highlighting the weakness of those deities, the so-called deities, their incapability of being able to do anything. There's one more example mentioned in Al-Hajj. The famous example Ayah seventy three regarding the fly that they could not even flick a fly away from themselves. Ya O oh people an example a parable has been made, so listen to it. In Those whom you worship besides Allah cannot even create a fly. Even if all of them united upon that. And if the fly takes something away from them, they cannot even get it back from the fly. No ability, completely weak. So how can you be worshipping them? They are all upon weakness the weakness of the one calling, the one being called upon, no capability, no ability, no capacity in any form. So how can they be worthy of worship? So in this method, which was method number six, Allah highlights to us that these other deities are completely incapable, no ability, no capacity for any power or strength, they have nothing. Therefore, they are not deserving of worship. The seventh method mentioned in the Quran, وَمِنْهَا الْمُشْرِكِينَ الَّذِينَ يَعْبُدُونَ غَيْرَ اللَّهِ That Allah highlighted to us the foolishness of the mushrikeen. Those who worship others besides Allah. Kaoli hi ta'ala kala ataibuduna min dunilla hi malayan faakum shayan walayurukum uffin lakum wali ma taibuduna min dunilla afalata akilun. Say, oh, he said, Do you worship besides Allah? something that cannot benefit you at all nor harm you cannot benefit you nor harm you you worship that besides Allah upon you and for that which you worship besides Allah do you not think do you not ponder Worshipping besides Allah, something that cannot benefit you nor harm you. Do you not stop to think Oof, upon you? Similarly, and that is in al 66 and 67. In Al-Ahqaf 5. وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ مِمَّنْ يدعو مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ Who is more misguided than the one who calls upon others besides Allah? Those others who will not answer him till the day of judgment. And they are unaware of this dua being done to them they are unaware of people calling upon them they do not hear they do not see nothing they are unaware of this dua being done to them and they will not answer till the day of judgment they will never answer they do not hear in the first place and they will not answer at all this is what they are calling upon highlighting the foolishness Of calling upon others besides Allah who do not hear you and will never answer you. The eighth method is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights the punishment of those mushrikeen who are upon the worship of others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. بيان عاقبة المشركين the end result of the مشركين الذين يعبدون غير الله who worship others besides الله وبيان مآلهم مع من عبدوهم and the fact that they will end up with those others they used to worship حيث تتبرأ منهم تلك المعبودات في أحرج المواقف تتبرأ منهم تلك المعبودات في أحرج المواقف That on that day, in the most difficult and awkward of circumstances, the day of judgment, accountability happening, in the most difficult of circumstances there, the deities, the idols, those deceased people, whomsoever they used to call upon, all of them will declare their innocence of these people and them worshipping them. Like for example, how some people worship Isa Alayhi on the Day of Judgment. Isa Alayhi will declare his innocence of all of these people worshipping him or calling upon him. So those will declare the innocence of the people who used to worship them. In Al-Baqarah 165, to one sixty seven, or in particular, in between if Tabarra a Lavina Tabir Natubiru, if Tabarra a Lavina Tubiru, mean a Lavina Tabaru, Wara Awul Ather, what a at Behimul Esbap, if Tabarra a Lavina Tubiru, mean a Lavina Tabaru, those who were being worshipped. Were being followed and called upon Will declare their innocence from the ones who used to worship them Or follow them or call upon them They will declare the innocence of them And then those will see the punishment And they will see all of their means have been cut off They will realize then this worship of others besides Allah Will not prevail them at all and then it's mentioned وقال الذين اتبعوا لنا فنتبرأ منهم كما منا كذلك يريهم الله اعمالهم عليهم وما هم من النار Then those ones the ones who used to do the shirk they will then realize and they'll say if only we had an opportunity we would have declared our innocence of them just as they have declared their innocence of us and that is how Allah will show them their actions and their deeds as a loss uh, upon themselves and destruction upon themselves, grief and, and loss upon themselves, and they will not exit from the fire. So this method is a method whereby those that they used to call upon themselves will declare the innocence of the mushrikeen. The ninth method, رده سبحانه على المشركين في اتخاذهم الوسائط بينهم وبين الله بان الشَّفَاعَةِ ملك له سبحانه لا تطلب الا منه ولا يشفع يشفع احد عنده الا باذنه بعد رضاه عن الْمَشْفُعِ له The refutation that Allah provides in the Quran against those people claiming they are not doing shirk they just seeking شفاعة. And we've mentioned that many a time before and discussed that topic. How the mushrikun used to claim and justify their actions by saying they're not committing shirk, they are only seeking shafa'a, Intermediaries, intercession from the deceased between themselves and Allah. And that is refuted in the Quran and it is highlighted how shafa'ah is only sought from Allah by the permission of Allah. By the one whom Allah is pleased with, and that is mentioned in the Quran also. Say, "All of the shafaa belongs to Allah. Who can seek intercession with Allah except by His permission?" And then also, illa man min Allah Except for the one whom Allah gives permission to. To the one whom Allah is pleased with, i.e. the people of Tawheed. So that is also clarified that this justification of theirs, that they're only seeking Shafa'ah is impermissible, and they are still committing Shirk, calling upon the deceased, etc. The tenth method, that Allah has clarified these so called deities that they call upon, those deities will not benefit them in any capacity, in any way. No chance of any help from them at all. So Allah's mention, Say to the ones who, or to the one, say, call upon the ones whom you claim besides Allah. They do not control even, as we say, in the, the meanings and atoms weight, Even the tiniest thing in the heavens and the earth. They do not control or have any control over even the tiniest thing in the heavens and the earth. And the eleventh and final method. That Allah has mentioned so many examples in the Qur'an, many ayat in the Qur'an which highlight the falsehood of committing shirk that highlight the incorrectness and the baseless nature of committing shirk and having multiple deities that you worship there are many ayat in the quran that nullify this practice and highlight its futility in multiple ayat and that is the 11th method whereby the quran highlights through which the quran highlights the importance of worshipping Allah alone, and the importance of being upon Tawheed in al-uluhiyah That's what we're going to have to round off. The prayer is coming in. Next week, inshaAllah ta'ala, we'll carry on at the same time, 7 p.m. Uh, with the next section, which is going to talk about how shirk first began. And why people stopped worshipping Allah alone. The Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya. Why did Shirk come into that? That is the chapter. We'll begin with next week inshallah ta'ala. We'll round off on that for today. Wa sallallahu ala wa sahbihi